بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم فبشح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا ما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى وتبتل له تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا اله الا هو فاتخذه وكيلا واذكر اسم ربك وتبتل له تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا اله الا هو فاتخذه وكيلا واصبر على ما يقولون واهجرهم هجرا جميلا وذرني والمكذبين وللنعمة ومهلهم قليلا ان لدينا انكالا وجحيما وطعاما ذا غصة وعذابا اليما يوم ترجف الارض والجبال وكانت الجبال كثيبا مهيلا إنا أرسلنا إليكم رسولا شاهدا عليكم كما أرسلنا إلى فرعون رسولا فعصى فرعون الرسول فأخذناه أخذا وبيلا فكيف تتقون إن كفرتم يوما يجعل الولدان شيبا السماء منفطر به كان وعده مفعولا إن هذه تذكرة فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه سبيلا صدق الله العظيم These are the verses of Surah Muzammil continuing on from the tafsir of uh, of Surah Muzammil where we left off and those of you who joined us last week may remember that the last ayah that we covered was ayah number 8 so remember the name of your Lord thus you shall devote yourself with sincere devotion to him alone I had ended the tafsir uh, session last week uh, on tabattul on the benefits of tabattul or, or just had just begun the topic of tabattul and the aspect of uh, the various levels of he spoke about tabattul um, and how a person distances himself from creation we talked about the fact that tabattul is ittisal wanfisal you disconnect yourself from creation and you connect yourself with the creation and so this is definitely very very surreal uh, for me uh, to go over this ayah today um, last week not kn uh, having no idea where the world would be where we would be a week uh, from last week and today I'm speaking about devoting ourselves sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disconnecting ourselves from the creation connecting ourselves only with him and I'm speaking to you from a uh, masjid completely 100% empty uh, addressing an audience only online and um, it is it is definitely really um, ajib how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, as I was preparing for tonight's tafsir I was thinking how unique it is that we stopped at this place and we're starting from this place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is already uh, ordering us to uh, uh, speak uh, to, to, to disconnect ourselves from time to time um, and and I mentioned the fact that when we disconnect ourselves, this is how we charge our battery. If we don't have a charge, we won't be able to charge anyone else. And we charge ourselves in khalwa, we charge ourselves in seclusion. And the, the time we have to ourselves is a time we, we get ourselves connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, when a person, um, usually I mentioned that, that in, in the world that we live in, we do not get much opportunity for tabattul. Hence, we have so much hollowness within ourselves. 
our speech does not have the value, our actions don't have the value, our ibadah and salah do not have the weight that the elders of the past, the pious of the past, and even the average people of the past had. It's because, it's because uh, we are always surrounded by commotion, we're always uh, reading something online and listening to something and watching something, and this does not allow us to really connect ourselves with Allah. We talked about why people, uh, why, why people accept Islam in jails many times. Because they have time to reflect and, and time to think. So I think this is one of the most beneficial things that we can be discussing tonight, tonight's tafsir, is that with all that is happening around us and the news keeps on changing every minute and every hour, this uh, we need to look at the benefits of uh, uh, try to you know when they say when life gives you lemon make lemonade type of scenario whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a situation you have to see what can you get out of it what's the best thing you can do out of it and so we have to see you know in in, uh, in cor cor corporate America will say don't let the calamity go by without making it a moment of uh, profit right somehow make profit out of uh, any any type of adversity, any type of calamity, and that is a, a you know a corporate mindset, uh, usually. So for a believer, our mindset is whatever situation Allah Subhanahu wa Taala puts me in, and the world in. Let me see how can I make this a, 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 a an opportunity for me to connect with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So dear listeners, uh, most definitely, you know, maybe we didn't get much time to reflect on Allah Azza wa Jal's Azama and greatness. Maybe we didn't get much time to work with our family. Maybe we didn't get much time to do ibadah the way we ought to have done. And now we are forced by circumstances to do that. So we should take this as a blessing of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and utilize this opportunity. I have to say that how many uh, of us including myself, did not value the gift of being able to attend salah in the masjid. And today that has been taken away for, for the vast majority of us. How many did not value of coming on time for Salatul Jumu'ah and attending the entire khutbah from just half an hour a week. Um, and we ended up coming in the last one to two minutes right before salah begins or as salah was beginning. And thinking maybe this is as a burden and not really appreciating that. Today that has been deprived for the vast majority of us. And we don't know what else we're gonna be get deprived of in the future. And so this is a moment of reflection that if we do not value what we have, a, may time, a, may a time may come where these things that you and I are taking for granted for will be snatched away from us. And we will be wishing that that would not have happened, but it's too late. And so although this is beyond our control, what's happening, but most definitely it's still mahrumiya, it's still being deprived of being able to attend what we usually attend, being able to listen to what we usually would listen. Inshallah Allah will not, uh, you know, uh, will not punish us for that because we are under you know, difficult circumstances. But nonetheless, the blessing of Jumu'ah, the blessing of Jama'ah is there. So what we're saying now is not to say that a person goes against the orders of the government of your locality. But instead what I'm saying is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a tawfiq and Allah has given us the circumstances to now make ibadah at home and to do tabattul, to focus on our connection and the family's connection with Allah. If we lose out this opportunity as well and if we do not focus on ensuring that we uh, guide our families, our spouses, our children towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then what if this what, about, what if this blessing is also taken away? And that is through the taking away of tawfiq. 
When a person sits at home amongst his family members and he says, I don't believe in Allah, I don't believe in God. And he says he becomes an atheist or agnostic as, as we've been, we always speak about every single week. What if a person reaches that level? He didn't appreciate the opportunity of connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even in the times of difficulty like this. That Allah forbid, what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away tawfiq from the very get-go? That a person, ma'rifah of Allah, recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taken away. So this is something we have to uh, protect ourselves from, seek refuge in Allah. Ya Allah, let it not be that when you put a difficulty upon us, even at this circumstance, we don't wake up. There are kids, for example, children, adults as well, uh, who make, all of us actually, we make mistakes. But when we get pulled over, or when we are given a ticket, or when we are reprimanded, or when we are you know, caught, or when we are scolded at, a good number of us, maybe you can even say a large portion of us, would come right and say, okay, I'm sorry, I, I won't do this again. But then there's that group of, of children or that group of adults who remain uh, stubborn and who refuse to obey orders and who refuse to change their attitude even though they have been caught and even though they were uh, caught doing something wrong. Then for them, the punishment, the very severe punishment comes down. Allah Azza wa says in the Quran that حَتَّى إِذَا فَتَحَنَا When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Azza wa says that when we opened up the blessings upon them, um, they... Uh, they began to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in one place, multiple, multiple places this, uh, this topic has been mentioned in the Quran, that when the blessings of Allah come about, uh, and then people begin to, uh, 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 you know, in, in their sheer enjoyment and excitement and indulgence in blessings, they begin to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately does not punish them. When they are in the thick, in the midst of their enjoyment, what you could say, drunken in their enjoyment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seizes them without any notice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seizes them out of a surprise. And when Allah seizes them, He doesn't let them go. In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says um, that when, uh, when He uh, begins to bring down difficulty, difficulty upon, the, upon people, then those wretched people, even at that time, subhanAllah, they won't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their hearts, why? Because their hearts have become sealed. Their hearts have become hardened. We have to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection from becoming that category that even when we're faced with difficulty, we do not turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in humility and humbleness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, continuing on from this verse number 9, Allah says, who are you turning to? Who are the one I'm asking you to cut yourself off from everyone else and turn your attention towards? Rabbul Mashiq wal Maghrib, the Lord of the East and the Lord of the West. La ilaha illahu, there is no God but Him. Fattakhidhu wakila, so take Him alone as a guardian. This is an important aspect. Today, we are, the entire world has been brought to its knees. The superpowers of the world have been brought to their knees. The leaders of these governments have been brought to their knees. Out of what? What, what, have they, what has brought them to their knees? A small, teeny, tiny particle from amongst the unlimited army of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in Surah Mudaffir, the next surah, No one knows the army of Allah besides Him. No one knows the army of Allah. From childhood, you and I have been hearing the story of Namrud. You and I have been hearing the story of how Namrud died a pitiful death. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed him through a mosquito. We've been hearing it since we're kids. We wonder, how is a mosquito? What happened? Now you see, 
it not, if Namrud dying at the hands of a mosquito doesn't seem as surprising as what we're seeing today, does it? A mosquito still is, many, is thousands of times larger than a single, uh, you know, a virus, of, uh, of the, uh, uh, you know, the single coronavirus. One small uh, asp, one, uh, one, uh, one small cell, one small molecule of this uh, 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 virus, what type of havoc it has created fear in the minds and the hearts of the people is unbelievable. And this makes us uh, truly be, uh, have greater faith and power and belief in the qudra and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when He wants to unleash something upon the people, then none can stand up to face him. The only reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not done things earlier is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is number one, forbearing. And number two, this world is a place of test. Dear friends, as the virus has taken over not only the minds and the hearts and the, and the emotions of the people, it has taken over all news media as well. Do you think that corruption has stopped? Do you think bribery has stopped? Do you think rape and murder has stopped? Do you think robbery and, 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 and uh, other types of business uh, deceptions have stopped? Does, do you think oppression in the homes amongst the husbands and the wives has stopped? Of course not. It doesn't, it doesn't make it to the news. But the oppressed are, are, are still suffering. They're not, they have no time to think about virus right now. They're, they are suffering their daily oppression. It, it's business as usual. It doesn't come to. It, it rarely came up to onto the news before, and it it definitely doesn't make it onto the news today. Allah is watching all of that. Allah is watching all of the oppression that's happening, not only in their homes but within our own homes, within our own businesses, within our own dealings, within our own relationship with our relatives, with our relationship with our so-called loved ones, a relationship with our Creator, relationship with the creation. This oppression continues to take place and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. And one must realize that there is, there is limit, limits, there's thresholds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept. And once a threshold reaches, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, punishment, of course, uh, will strike. Uh, and this, there's means. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this place as a place of means. You can call it a virus. You can call it, where did it come from? Where did it begin? Did it come from the pigs? Did it come from monkeys? Did it come from someone eating animals? Did it come from the China? Did it come from East? Did it come from the West? That's all, you know, for, for the purpose of discussion. That's just talking. But in reality, it came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is part of the army of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why He has unleashed it? Allahu A'lam, Allah knows best. But some of the probable possible reasons is the dhulm that's taking place in the world. At all, at all levels. From one of the possible reasons is the level of fuhsh, indecency, promiscuity that is taking place. Which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, whenever promiscuity over, overtakes a nation and a community, then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will send down upon them such diseases that their elders, their forefathers, their generations prior to them had never heard of them. We've seen through that same smartphone, through that same internet that we're getting 24-7 news about the virus. That same internet and that same phone has become the source and the conduit for unimaginable amount of promiscuity, unimaginable amount of lewdness, unimaginable amount of fuhsh, unimaginable amount of things that will bring down the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Has the world ever witnessed this level of promiscuity? Has the world ever witnessed this level of fulfillment of, of, of base, lustful uh, desires that, are, that even the animals, animals would never dream of doing? The world is, is surrounded. We're surrounded as, as imams, as community leaders. Unfortunately, we hear, we see, we interact with situations, not only from the, of course, what happens in the non-Muslim community, Allahu A'la, but we're talking about within the Muslim community, such cases come about. And in such case, we have to deal with لا قدر الله We ask Allah protection for, for all of us and our families That are unthinkable That we cannot think that these type of things would have happened a hundred years ago But what is causing this? What is fueling that? Most definitely the presence of all of the opportunities of sin At the tip of our fingers on the phones Has opened up an entire يعني, Like a floodgates have opened up for fuhsh Will that not bring the wrath of Allah? Will that not bring the army of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And will that not bring, bring about the ghayr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is something we, that the hadith is replete with. That fuhsh is something. Lut salam's nation was destroyed in a manner that no other nation was destroyed. And that one of the most obvious reasons was besides shirk was the fact of the, of, of the, the indecency and, and, and lewdness that they were involved in. Dear listeners, we genuinely have to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala individually and on behalf of the whole ummah and beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his afia and we have to remember that this uh, the, the, the virus's solution has to be sought out from the rub, the rub of the virus one time I heard a very beautiful statement from a scholar a simple example that the children can even understand and that is that you have a person who is walking with a bulldog a powerful bulldog and, uh, and or, or you know some very vicious dog, and he's and as he's walking by you, he, that dog begins to attack you, and uh, viciously, and, and and you have two options. One option is that you take your own slippers and you try to attack this pit bull, and you try to pick a fight with a vicious pit bull who is angry at you as you're walking by. That is one option. Another option is you try to attract the attention of the owner who has the pit bull on his leash, but he is being distracted by his cell phone. He is being distracted by his music, and he is not looking ahead that his pet or his domesticated pit bull is about to chop off or eat off the arm or the leg of this pass buyer. You have two options. One is to engage with that pit bull yourself, and one is to engage with the owner of the pit bull. SubhanAllah. The creation of Allah is, a crea- is, is all in the hands of Allah. All, of, all epidemics, all pandemics, all, all makhluqat, whether all weaponry, all humans, all human minds, all human hearts, are the creation of Allah in the hands of Allah. This does not mean that we do not use the means that our deen inf- asks us to use. What this means is that we do, we obviously are going to run from the dog. We're obviously, if the dog literally begins to attack us, we are going to try our best to push ourselves, push away from him and defend ourselves from him. But at the same time, our effort will be on how we can attract the attention of the owner. No one will try to engage the pit bull on his own, not wanting to and not making an effort to uh, try to attract the attention of the owner. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah has not leashed a put bull upon us. He has really leashed out a teeny tiny virus upon the world, upon certain sections of the world. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were to leash out his dogs and his lions and his giraffes and his elephants and, and, his, and everything else that's there, 
Do we think we'll be able to ever uh, face this? Dear friends, Wallahi, this is a moment of reflection. Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib. Allah is the Lord of the East. Allah is the Lord of the West. And He is definitely the Lord of the virus that is spreading in the East and the West. La ilaha illahu. There is no God but Him. If He is the only one worthy of worship, Allah says, فَاتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا So take Him alone as your guardian. Anyone who has found, let us find someone. Let us go search for someone who has took it, taken Allah as a guardian and Allah has let him down. Let us try to go find someone who says, I made Allah my friend and he backstabbed me. I made Allah my guardian and he let me down. I entrusted Allah with my belongings and my life and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not. He betrayed me in my trust. No, my friends. Kalla, you will never find anyone who has been betrayed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instead, is, is, you, will, you will see that there are many people who have entrusted their lives with others only to, be, only to find that those who they thought were loving and caring were the biggest backstabbers. There are many who thought their, their best, their best uh, friend in their life was their husband. That their best friend in their life was their wife. Their best friend in their life was their son or daughter. The best friend in their life was their sibling. Only to find when things became difficult, when the world brought out various uh, difficulties upon them, that the biggest enemy, the biggest enemy of theirs became that blood relative. And unfortunately, that spouse. How many uh, spouses we deal with every week and every month whose biggest headache in their whole life right now is their spouse. My friends, if a person doesn't get along with someone, okay, we part ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, tasrihun bi'asan, you part ways in a nice manner and move on. You're never meant to stay together, okay. But what is it that a person makes his, his ex-wife or his ex, her ex-husband or still not even you know, divorced yet as their biggest enemy and will, do, will, will try every single thing possible to inflict harm, bodily harm, emotional harm, ruin the reputation drain them of the wealth that they lawfully earned all of that vulm is taking place within our homes within our communities and we're seeing that those those who uh, who decided to find anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who decided to find anyone else Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as their friend unfortunately you'll see they, they will be left out they will be left out they will be losers. Dear friends, this is a time to renew our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To say that, Ya Allah, I put my hope and my trust not in an insurance agency, not in a hospital, not in a governor or a government or any type of political party. I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who does so will see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will get him through the most difficult of times. Allah then tells the Prophet Moreover, be patient with all the abuse that they, that they who disbelieve shall speak. Be careful about the dis. Be, be aware that do not allow, do not allow the mushrikeen's difficulty, difficult statements to you and their abuse, uh, the way they are speaking to you. Do not allow it to distract you from your purpose. Subhanallah. Yani, when you are faced with evil talk, when you are faced with uh, uh, challenges and when you are faced with people who don't want to accept Islam Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is being, being in, uh, instructed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you remain you remain patient do not give up dear friends we would see many times that people uh, 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 you know live at a time where they when you invite them when you speak to them about Allah they will shrug you off they will shrug you off and, and they will tell you they will tell you 
that listen, don't worry, I'm not worried about facing Allah. Why are you so worried, huh? I will face Allah on the day of judgment myself, I will handle him. Why are you so worried about it? I have myself heard many times these type of statements. May Allah protect us all from, from ever being tested like this, from ever being deprived of Allah's mahabba and love and his understanding to be able to, and to end up uttering such statements and Allah guides such people who say these things. So a person who's inviting his loved ones, his relatives, and they respond right now when we're at our home, and many of us will be faced with this maybe, that we want to establish salah at home, and this is the time to do so. This is the time to establish salah, our daily salah at home. And maybe a time will come within, you know, to even establish very likely this, you know, Allahu Alam, but establishing our Jum'ah at home as well. And this is the time where members of the home who have not prayed salah for years or for months or for weeks, they will be surrounded in a situation where their parents and their siblings all are praying. And now through nice ikram and mahabba and love, we're saying, okay, we're going to give the adhan, we're going to pray. You may hear things that you don't want to hear. You may hear things that hurt you. You may hear things that break your heart. You may make things that make you super angry. How dare under the roof, my roof, under this home that Allah has made me responsible for, that I have a, 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 a member of this household uh, betraying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, openly declaring that he shall not or she shall not pray and does not want to pray. These are difficult times that may come upon us. We have to remain patient. That doesn't mean we give up. And that doesn't mean we also respond to that harshness with harshness. Dear friends, we have to be sympathetic towards them. Like a, a, a patient who is suffering some psychosis, a patient who is suffering some mental illness, what do we do? Do we become harsh when they say things that are nonsensical? Do we, do we, do we push them out of the house when they start acting in an absurd manner? Or do we feel bad for them? Do we feel sad for them? Do we empathize for them? Do we make dua for them? Do we cry for them? Do we get the medication for them? Wallahi, more than those patients who are suffering some sort of psychosis and some sort of psychiatric illness are those children of, the, of, of, of this ummah, men and women across the ummah, who even in the times of difficulty will refuse to put their head down in front of Allah refuse to humble themselves in front of Allah, refuse to believe in the qudra and power of Allah. Those people do not, they do not deserve hatred. They do not deserve anger. They do not deserve harshness of our tongues. Instead, they deserve mahabba and love. They deserve our kindness. They deserve empathy. They deserve hot, warm tears in the night. And they deserve our duas. We have to be crying and praying for them. And we need to continue our giving out our adhan out loud. How many of us may have never given adhan in our life? This is the time to go learn how to give adhan. This is not pre, you know, pre, pre in an era. You can listen to the most beautiful adhans. Learn it, members of the household. Learn it. Don't give it to you, just your little kids. I ask the adults, the, the household amirs, you need to give the adhan. Many times we tell the little kids to do it, but we don't know how to do it ourselves. There, we, this is not something, this is not some chota morta kam, some little, little small random thing. Hey, tell the little kid to go get, fetch me some water. Giving the adhan, the Prophet ﷺ said, the ones who give adhan will have the tallest neck, i.e. they will be the most honored people on the day of judgment. This is something we should be, we should take great honor in to give the adhan. Not try to push one another, you do it, you do it. So I, I asked the adults, the, the most respectable members of the household, you take it upon yourself first that you give the adhan. And then you can share amongst the other uh, members of the household, but start with yourself, the fathers, the husbands. You start taking, the, taking responsibility of all the, all the salahs that you're praying at home. Give the adhan. 
have a dedicated area in your masjid. The Prophet, these are simple, these things should have already been done. But khair, now we, 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 we use this opportunity to, imp- to, to bring the sunnah of Rasulullah and the sunnah of the Sahaba, those sunnahs that we may have been neglecting all our lives. Because Nabi ﷺ told us long ago, do not make your households graveyards. Do not make your households graveyards. Make sure you pray salah. He wasn't talking about fad salah then. He was talking about nafil. Nafil and sunnah, pray at home. Well, now is the time that all of us need to have an allocated space in our houses, with our musallas, with our dhikr beads, with our masahif, with our Islamic studies books, Islamic books, and we have it dedicated. And it is not like, it is not like okay, shut the phone and, and shut the TV. No, we're going to go to that room. Adhan is called. Everyone, leave what you're doing. Eight, eight o'clock is the adhan. Eight ten is isha, for example. When adhan is called, everyone does your wudu. We now have 10 minutes. Put your salah times on your fridge. And make it set. Not that everyone, it's sad. If we're all at home, we say we can't go to the masjid, but we're not praying with jama'ah at home. This would be definitely a shame upon us. That we're deprived from attending the masjid, and then we're deprived of praying salah with jama'ah at home as well. So make sure we start praying all our salah, those that when we're at home, and the ones that we're in the office with fellow Muslims, that we pray with jama'ah. Have set times for it. Give the adhan, give the iqamah. This is the time to, to also learn how to do, make sure that every member of the household knows how to do wudu. How sad it is. Many daughters and many sons of the ummah do not know how to do wudu. How sad it is that many do not know the fara'id of ghusl. And who, do, who, are, who is to blame besides the parents? If the parents have never had this discussion with their son who is now 18, with their daughter who is now 19, where do you expect them to have learned that? Subhanallah, we did not give up, we did not leave it to the society and the community to get them into college, to get them educated in the best schools. We took it upon ourselves, we worked three jobs and we continued to work multiple jobs to be able to pay their tuition, dear friends. But when it comes to the matters of deen, who did we hand them over to? We cannot say that to Allah, I handed them over to someone else. We have to take personal responsibility. Now the Sunday schools are shut, after, after school classes are shut, maktab schools are shut. Subhanallah, very few members of our community, first of all, are benefiting from those. But even those who are benefiting, those doors have closed. It's now time to reflect. Let's head back to the, you know, to the years ago. I'm reflecting on my own childhood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward immensely my parents, grant them long life and health for all that they did for me and for, and for my siblings and for the community. But we, we, and those who grew up in the 80s can, can recall that, how our parents, before, before Sunday school was available, or, or those of us who grew up in areas that are away from largely Muslim populated areas, large Muslim populated areas. Of course, well, how did we handle things? Sunday school, maktab, everything was, was, was done by parents at home. Every single thing was taught. You know, from adhan to fara'id of ghusl, everything was taught. The Sunday school principal, teacher, maktab school, teacher, everything was mom and dad. And that is exactly what today's parents need to get back into. The mode of using this opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, you make, it, make it an opportunity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us into this lockdown. Use this time to start teaching our kids. And if you say, well, I don't know. Well, perfect time to learn as well. Perfect time to start studying the deen. How many of us most definitely have books lying in our home collecting dust? Books on fiqh, books on aqidah, books on tafsir, books on hadith, books on seerah, books on the lives of the sahaba. It has been years since we picked up those books. Since we flipped through those books, I'm sure most of us have no idea the inventory and the books that we have that have been passed down maybe from our parents, passed down from our grandparents. This is the time to go through those books, lift through those books. And if you don't have any, purchase them. 
purchase them through online bookstores. There are so many great bookstores, Al-Balagh, Makkah Books, Darul Hikmah, you know, White Thread Press, Al-Rashad, all and, and many other books that are online. Go ahead and purchase those books, read through and make a, a you know, make a, 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 a daily a regiment that we'll pray our Maghrib and Isha and Fajr together, dear brothers and sisters, moms and dads. This is the time to make sure that every member of the household is praying Fajr Salah. SubhanAllah. This is the time for us to say, for all of us who say, okay, you know, it's, the virus is coming, we have to stop going to your local masjid. Okay, we need to see Fajr, Fajr in the masaj, in our homes. We need to see every single Muslim household at, at, at 5.45 or 6 o'clock or 6.15, the lights need to be on. The lights need to be on and before that, there needs to be musallas laid out. All the men and women of the household need to be up and about. And they need to be performing the Salat al-Fajr with jama'ah. And they need to be reading the morning du'as of protection. Every Saturday morning we had Team Fajr, we were reading those morning du'as. Well, that was not meant for Saturdays, that was meant for every day. If you do not have those, those du'as, you can get it. It was just this past week, emailed out to everyone. So get it from the email. Pick up, stop by and pick it up from, from the lobby here. Or, you know, email us and we'll send you a, or text us, the masjid number will send you a picture or the PDF of it. But make sure we make a habit of reading the morning and evening du'as. And those du'as Rasulullah did not read only in epidemic or a pandemic. The Prophet read this every day. Every day he said, Ya Allah, grant me, grant me well-being in my life. Grant me well-being in my body rather. Grant me well-being in my body. Grant me well-being in my eyes, in my ears, in my body. All of those things the Prophet would ask. Oh Allah, this, please I ask you to grant me protection from leprosy, from white leprosy, from grant me protection from insanity, grant me protection from the worst of diseases. Every single day the Prophet ﷺ would make these du'as. Do our sons and daughters know these du'as? Whose fault is it if our kids have not memorized these du'as? Dear friends, this is the time to make it up. By Allah, if we don't teach our kids tomorrow on the Day of Judgment, it is very possible that these same kids will be holding our necks, holding us by our own necks and say, Oh Allah, these people, they didn't teach me. This mom and dad, I have seen and we have witnessed here sons coming into this masjid and cursing, cursing for 20 minutes their dads because they said their dad did not teach them deen. And the reason they are in this mess that they're in today, they blamed it on their parents. They're only 22 years old. They're already cursing their dads while their dads are still alive. Imagine when they see the horrors of the Day of Judgment. Imagine when they see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala angry for the deeds they have, sins that they have committed. And they know that they have not been ta taught their parents never taught them the basics of the deen. Who will they blame, my friends? Who will they blame? So this is the time for us to focus on establishing our maktab, our Sunday school, our daily classes at home, with establishing a salah, learning and learning ourselves. Make this a, a, a 360 learning procedure or a 180 learning procedure where we are collectively, all of us are learning. Mom is learning, dad is learning, kids are learning. All of us have got our own books. We are reading a halaqa together. We're reading the stories of sahaba. What would the sahaba do? In these type of circumstances, we are picking up Ma'arif al-Qur'an in English or Tafsir ibn Kathir in English and we're reading a page or two of it in English or simply reading through Ahmad Zaki Hamad's translation, the one we use in our PowerPoint over here. Right? Reading through the tarjima and the translation. Reading through one of the books of Sirah of the Prophet ten, fifteen 10-15 minutes a day. My dear brothers and sisters, we will see that we will come out of this crisis stronger than we went into it. Insha'Allah. I have genuine hope that all of you who are listening and myself included number one who will practice on this piece of advice that if we will start in for, uh, creating an environment of deen in our home create a masjid in our home where we have 100% attendance every single day then in that case we'll see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring amazing changes 
uh, in our homes. And dear brothers and sisters, spend some time, besides doing the morning, morning and evening adhkar, spend some time doing some general adhkar as well. Sending salutations upon the Prophet ﷺ. Doing istighfar. In the past few weeks, or rather, sorry, in this past week, we have been posting on our volunteers group that we're requesting that the brothers of the community, the sisters of the community, try to make a goal collectively that we reach one million istighfar from in this week. So we started that last week. And we're hoping to get a million istighfar by Friday. And then a million ayat karima or the ayah of Surah Yunus, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Yunus alayhi salatu salam supplicated to Allah in the, in, uh, in, in the layers of darkness. And he said, La ilaha illa ant subhanak inni kuntu bin al-zalimeen. There's none worthy of worship besides you, O oh Allah. Glory be to you. Indeed, I am from amongst the oppressors. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, any person, makroob, any person who is going through a difficulty, who recites this dua and who supplicates to Allah through this dua, Allah will get him out of that mess. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said regarding istighfar, man lazim al-istighfar, whoever holds on to istighfar, whoever holds on to istighfar, yeah, and he doesn't do it once or twice, he's doing it continuously. Allah will get him, Allah will give him an opening out of every worry. And every difficult, tight corner, Allah will give it, create for him an exit. And Allah will provide for him sustenance from places where he cannot imagine. How many people today are suffering, not in terms of just being locked up, but in their homes, but genuinely have a concern about their sustenance. Their businesses have been told to close. Their jobs have been laid off, they've been laid off from their jobs. Lots of difficulties the Ummah is going through. Well, holding on to istighfar will get you through every difficulty, my dear brothers and sisters. Third thing is salawat, salat ala nabi is the one who recites salah ala nabi. What happens, the Prophet many, many ahadith, many, many virtues. But one that I usually share, the Prophet told the one who said, Ya Allah, Ya Rasulullah, I will dedicate my entire time of ibadah, all the extra time I have for nawafil and adhkar, I will dedicate my entire time to, to durud, to salawat. Because the conversation went between him and, a, and the Prophet, when the Prophet told him, how much time are you dedicating? He said, I'll dedicate a third. He said, okay, good. But if you increase it, then it's better. He said, okay, how much? He said, half. He said, that's good, but if you increase it, it's better. He said, how much? He said, two-thirds. He said, increase it better. He said, okay, then Ya Rasulullah, I will dedicate my entire time for salat. And the Prophet, salat ala nabi the Prophet said, إِذَنْ يُغْفَرْ ذَنْبُكَ وَيُغْفَهَمُكَ If that's the case, then your sins will be forgiven, and your needs, your worry will be taken care of. Your worry will be taken care of, and your sins will be forgiven. Dear friends, what else do you and I have? on our plate right now, bigger than this. We're worried that if Allah calls us up anytime, whether through this virus or through any other way, are we, how are we gonna face Allah? And number two, the worries of this dunya. These are the two things we have. Worries about our wife and our kids and our husbands and our parents and our siblings. So by reciting Salat ala nabi we'll take care, we, we will remove that difficulty. So we have La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kutub bin al-zalimeen. We have astaghfirullah istighfar. You can do any istighfar. Astaghfirullah alladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum wa tubu ilayh. Or simple astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. And then we have salat ala nabi. There are many, many forms of it. Uh, you have the 40 salawat book that uh, many of you have. If you don't, you can you know, purchase it. 40 salawat book by comp- compilation by Sheikh Zakir rahmanullah. 
But beyond that, you can also simple do sallallahu ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You can do, you can do that as well. Uh, so, or even simple thing as sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And besides that, we should be reading from the morning and evening du'as, one of the du'as. If you cannot read all the morning and evening du'as, recite at least, Bismillahilladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil samaa wa huwa samiyul alim. In the name of Allah, that being that with His name, nothing can harm in the heavens and the earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing and all knowledgeable. Right? So, Nabi alayhi salatu salam, what does he say? The one who recites this du'a in the morning, nothing will harm him until the evening. The one who recites this three times in the evening, nothing will harm him until the morning. So every single member of the household needs to memorize Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And uh, after every salah, we should recite Ayatul Kursi. Nabi has already told us the one who recites Ayatul Kursi after every salah. Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum la ta'khuduhu sinatun wa la nawm lahu ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard man dal ladhi yashfa'u 'indahu illa bi'idhni ya'lamu ma bayna aydihim wa ma khalfahum wa la yuhituna bi shay'in min 'ilmihi illa bima sha'a wasi'a kursiyyi wa samawati wal ard wa la ya'uduhu hifdhuhuma wa huwa al-'aliyyul 'azim Whoever recites it after every salah regularly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will will remove all barriers and obstacles between him and entering into jannah Except for death As soon as he dies He will be in Jannah Subhanallah Just by reciting Ayatul Kursi How long did it take For me to recite it? 20 seconds So this is one of the best ways To protect ourselves as well Recite it Recite Ayatul Kursi On, on a regular basis Dear brothers and sisters As uh, we are speaking On the aspects of what to do at home And re- reminding ourselves That this type of epidemic is This is not the first time That the Ummah is faced with Actually ulama have written Entire books May Allah reward our scholars May Allah reward our ulama Through whom this deen has reached us Who have dedicated Allahu Akbar Who have written books In the midst of uh, 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 Epidemics just like this And the books that our students And we are all studying today Books that were written in the midst of the epidemic Books that they wrote While their own daughters Their own sons Their own wives Bodies were being pulled away they were being piled up and they were dying. And they write that. That I am, you know, that as they write this book, members of the family are dying. SubhanAllah. But their dedication to the deen was unbelievable. Because at the end of the day, you and I all have to go to Allah. This, we all have to go to Allah. It's as quickly as possible. Whatever khair and good we can do before we meet Allah is the goal. That's how it's got to be. As they say, the store is closing. You have 30 seconds shoppers Get whatever you can Especially nowadays You know with the whole shopping craze Get as many milk as you want As much as bread you want The shop is closing What happens? A person says Oh I don't care what's happening I gotta grab my stuff My friends This is not, this is not a joke This is not the store is closing The life is gonna end for you and I One day sooner or later Whatever good we can Whether it's reading a book Writing a book Teaching someone some deen Being nice to someone Being kind to a neighbor You know anything we can We have to do as much as possible So one of the ulama Qadi Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Rahman al-Qurashi al-Dimashqi who passed away in 780 Hijri he writes in his book Shifa'u al-Qalb al-Mahzun fi bayani ma yatalaqabuhu bil-ta'oon the beautiful name of the book as well that this is the cure for that saddened heart with regards to what what they can do or what they can what, what, what they should do during a crisis uh, of, of an uh, um, epidemic. 
And this is speaking about the epidemic that afflicted the Muslims during the 7th century. He says five things that we should do. Number one, reviving the nights by remaining awake in ibadah. Right? This is the time not to be on Netflix. This is the time not to be on YouTube. Dear sisters, dear brothers, and to myself and to my family and all of us, we know the virus is spreading. We know it's going to happen sooner or later in our county. We know that that toll is increasing. How does it help? Every 45 seconds we refresh our page and we see, oh, how many died? And how many got infected? And keep on sharing it, keep on telling it. Did you hear? Did you hear? This will happen there. Unfortunately, this is what's happening in most households. This is of absolute no benefit. Follow the government instructions and follow the precautionary measures that you need to. We, we got that. That's what we have to do. But continuously being updated and updating everyone else, we are creating a unnecessary fear. A fear without any solution. And, and the solution is turning towards Allah. The amount of time that we refresh our browser. And, and, and you're going to call it a, a bless. I don't know if this is blessing or this is musibah That the, the internet providers have now made data unlimited So if there was some limited At least we'd only have a you know, chance to check our email Basic things Now unlimited means unlimited surfing Unlimited uh, you know, uh, movies And unlimited uh, this and that So unfortunately Allahu Akbar yani, It's crazy how Shaitan is misleading people even in this time that will not allow people to uh, utilize this time to reflect and uh, build relationships with their own family and connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So please, this would be the biggest musibah if we are all quarantined at home or not traveling at least most of the time at home and everyone is on their phone. Then uh, who we have to blame besides ourselves? Allah literally just kind of forced ourselves into a situation. You know what? You didn't get time to spend with your kids? Here you go. You didn't get time to spend time with your husband or your wife? Here you go. You didn't get time to spend with your parents? Here you go. But if we're after all of that, if we still are, are, are all in our little uh, bubbles on our phone, continuously updating what's happening, then uh, we, are, we are really, really harming ourselves. So reviving the nights by remaining awake in ibadah. That it would be great to have, may Allah, may Allah make at least some of the listeners follow this, and may Allah make that, those group of listeners a means of removal of the adab from us and removal of this uh, epidemic from us, that how nice it would be that uh, some households would have times if everyone's at home two hour slots that someone is reading the Quran someone is engaged in dhikr someone is engaged in dua I want you to reflect again that I am sitting and speaking to you from an empty hall from an empty 100% empty you know uh, masjid and and at this time I'm thinking that has it ever been in the entire ummah that there were this many masajid built all over the world in all the continents, six to seven continents of the world, masjids and musallas, and at the same time, this many masjids have been asked to be closed or forced to be closed. Has it happened? I don't know. That Islam, the way it's spread today, definitely has not spread like this previously. The amount of masjids and the places, the masajid that are built today, most definitely were never this many masajid in this many far off places built. So most likely, it never happened that this many masajid, today it was announced that besides the haramain, all other masajid in the kingdom of, uh, of Arabia and in Saudi Arabia as well have been asked to close. Well, what is, are we just going to sit there and say, okay, khalas, they're closed, finish? Don't you think this is the biggest loss for the ummah? Don't you think whatever khair was coming is going to get stopped if we don't immediately have a backup plan? And the backup plan is have we have to have masajid in our homes. And we have to have just like uh, people praying throughout the day. Let us start our itikaf Saturday, Sunday. 
Great, let's have nafil. Uh, I'm not trying to get into a fiqhi issue here about doing i'tikaf in the house and this and that. My, that's not my purpose here of, of using i'tikaf as, as, a, as a, a technical word. But what I mean is that dedicating ourselves to our ibadah. And that by turn, we start doing that. So we want, uh, we want this type of environment created within relatives, within our WhatsApp group. Stop sharing negative knowledge, negative information. Look up on your elders, look up on the weak, look up over the sick people. But now let's make goals every single night as a whole 200 people on your WhatsApp group, 100 people on your WhatsApp group, 50 people on your family group, make a goal. Every single night we're going to have check in by Isha Salah. We are by, 10, by 820, we need, need 5,000, 10,000 salawat done, 10,000 istighfar done, 10,000 ayat karima or la ilaha illa anta subhanak inni done. Every single member of the, of the WhatsApp group should have recited Surah Yasin. Every single one should have recited already after every salah. Every single one should have performed the salah with jama'ah in, the masjid, in their homes. This is what is going to alleviate and remove the difficulties that we're facing. So he said the first thing is reviving the nights by remaining awake in ibadah. Number two, he said fasting during the day. Fasting is something that removes the difficulty that we face. Thursday is coming. Let's all make intention to be fasting at least Mondays and Thursdays. Number three, give sadaqah. Dear friends, if we, are, if we are having a pinch at the job, at our earnings, remember the last thing you should cut off is your sadaqah. The, the unnecessary luxury things that we've signed up to, unnecessary purchases that we had planned to, stop that. Unnecessary things in our home, get rid of that. But one thing that we should not stop is our sadaqah. This is, this is the devil's trick. This is the devil's trick. That he will tell you that you know it is like it is like it is like an alcoholic who is addicted to alcohol and is running low on money, and he says, "Okay, you know what? I'm running low on money. The medication I was to take to stop myself from becoming an addict, and the 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 fees I was to pay to attend a doctor and a session, alcohol anonymous session or whatever, to help me get rid of this, I don't have the money for that. So I'm going to cut those things off." So that I'll have what? I'll have money left over for more alcohol. I would be If there's anything you need to stop using that money to purchase the alcohol, why would you, why would you cut off the only thing that was going to help you get, rid, get, get you through that problem? Well, same thing. Sadaqah is the thing that's going to get us through poverty. Sadaqah is going to get us through difficulty in our life. Sadaqah is going to get us through this plague and this virus. So every single day, every single week, let us give some sadaqah. And I want to... Make a note, today we had a non-for-profit that's serving the poor uh, across the world, on the other side of the world, come in and ask, you know, uh, that is there any opportunities for Ramadan? You know, and, and what's happening about Ramadan fundraising? And I told the brother that I said, do you realize, Allahu Alam, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news, but I want you to be prepared as a as a as 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 a, as, as a leading, uh, you know, member of this or, that organization, that you need to think outside of the box. Because we don't know if Tarawih will be taking place in Masajid. And most of these not-for-profits, or rather all these not-for-profits, uh, depend on the fundraising of Sadaqah and Zakat and Khairat that takes place within Masajid in Ramadan. Now think about that. There are thousands and millions of lives depending on all of these services that these non-for-profits provide. Uh, free services in the community and outside of the community. If we close the doors of Sadaqah, actually first of all we're harming ourselves more than the poor. Then number after that, we're harming these organizations' ability. We are, uh, we are basically putting a full stop to these organizations' ability to serve the needy, to serve the masses that they were serving all across the globe and within the United States and within our own community. So let us make sure that we do not get panicky 
in the number of gallons of milk we're buying to say, you know what, I overbought milk and overbought meat today, so I need to stop sadaqah. This is shaitan's deception. Use your zala, use your zal, quick pay, credit card, uh, whatever you have, your, your sadaqah jar in the, in, in the home, but make sure every member of the household is giving some amount of sadaqah nationally, internationally, domestically, locally. Make sure you support and that will inshallah become a means of removal of difficulty number three uh, number four so we talked about reviving the nights as uh, the, the uh, Abu Abdul Rahman al-Qurashi Dimashqi's book what he's talking about reviving the nights in ibadah number two fasting during the day number three giving sadaqah number four seeking repentance from Allah we've said multiple times and number five sending salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so this is some of the advice he shares and hopefully alhamdulillah much has been shared today there will be uh, uh, you know even if you practice a little bit on this there will be beneficial for, for myself and all of us what we, we, we stopped on the aspect of جميلة, where Allah says part from them with a fair parting Allah speaking about the mushrikeen here that even the mushrikeen I don't want you to immediately um, you know start cursing them or 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 give up but instead uh, do your uh, uh, if 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 there is absolutely no hope then distance yourself and leave it up to Allah but with the Muslims in our homes and the Muslims around us our opportunity hajurum hajurum jamila I would say part nicely in a sense that do not keep on hounding upon them you have to pray you have to pray create an environment of salah when you read the virtues of salah from, from any book then read it out loud so everyone can hear do not be obnoxious do not be condescending do not look down upon them uh, and, and, and do not rub, it, rub them in the wrong way just mahabba and love perform your salah out loud and do your ta'aleem out loud and inshallah with Allah's will, those people who, if Allah, if we have any person in our relatives or uh, who are not praying, inshallah, through our akhlaq, through our du'as, and through the environment that we're creating within our homes, I hope from Allah that those who are not praying also will begin to pray. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, goes on to then say why he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to uh, part, uh, to leave them, and, and uh, uh, in this case, the mushrikeen, he says, because I am going to take care of them. We will, uh, you know, continue inshallah from this powerful ayah, powerful, powerful ayah of Wadharni uh, from next week, ta'ala. We will continue our tafsir sessions all the way till Ramadan, ta'ala, on Tuesday nights. And we are hoping to start soon uh, some weekly program, or rather daily program. We are thinking, we're making mashwara and consulting, trying to come up with some beneficial programs for the community and for the listeners uh, daily. So please uh, share any ideas if you have by texting us, by emailing us. And uh, if you think this is a beneficial idea, then yeah, you know, that, that also would be good just to hear the community because we, we want to obviously uh, see where, where, what the community needs and what the community wants. That we, need to have, uh, we need to continuously nourish our souls and our minds with some uplifting message of the Quran and Hadith and hoping that these days will actually make us much stronger and will allow us to connect with ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So please... Uh, if you are not already subscribed to the what's uh, to the YouTube channel, I request you to do so right now. Many of you say, "Oh, I, I, what time is the tafsir starting?" Or I didn't receive the WhatsApp message from Darul Salam or my friend. Well, that's I, you know, how many times are you going to keep on sending? Especially if we have every day, it might be difficult. So the idea would be the best thing is you do is you just go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to it. If you don't know how to do it, message us and someone will respond. And that way, inshallah, all the uh, all the programs you'll be able to listen. Uh, with, with, with ease and comfort Similarly all the previous tafsirs That we have covered uh, from, uh, Of Surah Muzammil Are available on the YouTube channel As well as 
on, on um, other formats on, uh, uh, we have created for Apple as well, um, and uh, various other uh, um, uh, platforms that we are slowly uploading our content on. So hopefully, inshallah, ta'ala, that will be all um, uh, beneficial with regards to Jum'ah, with regards to other programs. Just look forward to our emails and look forward to, inshallah, communication through the website. We try to keep, uh, we try to keep you updated as much as possible. Let's conclude with a short dhikr and dua. Astaghfirullah صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 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 لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> 
اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام وتبارك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم يا حنان ويا منان يا بديع السماوات والارض يا ذا الجلال والاكرام والعزه التي لا ترام يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شاننا كله ولا تكن لا الى انفسنا طرفه عين اللهم لا تكن لا الى انفسنا طرفه عين اللهم يا حنان ويا منان يا ذا العرش يا ذا العرش المجيد لا اله الا هو الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاه تنجينا بها من جميع الاحوال والافات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على الدرجات وتبلغنا بها اقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياه بعد الممات انك على كل شيء قدير اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إنا نسرق العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسرق العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسرق العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع سوء شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء والسميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع سوء شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء والسميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع سوء شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء والسميع العليم أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من شر ما خلق فالله خير الحافظ وهو أرحم الراحمين أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من شر ما خلق فالله خير الحافظ وأرحم الراحمين أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من شر ما خلق فالله خير الحافظ وهو أرحم الراحمين Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, for siha, for afia, for protection Oh Allah, from all evil diseases Oh Allah, from all sorts of physical, emotional, spiritual and mental illnesses Oh Allah, we ask you to protect the ummah Oh Allah, from, 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 from this army of yours Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, protect, uh, protect the ummah from this army of yours Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to pull this back, the, pull this army back, Ya Allah Oh Allah, allow it to become a lesson for all of us allow, allow all of us to your love take heed from what you, from this from this musibah and allow us to turn to you and repent to you ya allah from every major and minor sin that we have committed in the past oh allah we ask you ya allah to allow the ummah to repent from from promiscuity allow the ummah to repent from zulm allow the ummah to repent from deception from deceit from cheating oh allah we ask you the allow the muslims especially ya allah and the rest as well oh allah to make to to make tawbah from all the evil akhlaq ya allah oh allah allow us all to repent from our evil character oh allah allow all of us who have oppressed who have oppressed our relatives, who have oppressed our wives, who have oppressed our husbands, who have repressed our sons, our daughters, our parents, O oh Allah, our sisters and our, son, our, our brothers, our in-laws, O oh Allah, our relatives, O oh Allah, our neighbors, O oh Allah, whoever in any way, shape or form, Ya Allah, through our business, through our other means, have oppressed anyone allow us all to ya Allah truly to repent today and allow us to use these weeks and these days ya Allah to repent to you ya Allah to make to to seek forgiveness from all of those that we have harmed oh Allah we ask you Allah ya Allah that we allow uh, we ask you Allah to to protect our all of us our health our wealth our iman our ya Allah masajid our madaris our dini institutions oh Allah our scholars our Allah our elders oh Allah especially our elders oh Allah we ask you to protect them oh Allah our elderly parents our elderly grandparents our our elderly ulama from the community and from the entire world we ask you Allah ya Allah we ask you ya Allah ya Allah do not make this virus a means of us being deprived of our elder ones oh Allah oh Allah for indeed you have your, your the signs of the hour are many that we are being ma- are being manifested as we speak oh Allah please ya Allah we ask you ya Allah
Allah allow us to enjoy the shade for years and years to come of our elders, of our parents, of our grandparents, of our scholars. Oh Allah, allow us all to serve our parents, allow us to serve our grandparents, allow us to serve our scholars, our elderly ulama. Oh Allah, oh Allah, if we, ha if we have wronged them, allow us to seek forgiveness from them. Oh Allah, allow them to forgive us. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, to, to grant all of us mahabba and love between the spouses, between the parents and the children. Allow the time that we spend with one another, our homes, to become a means of us not fighting with each other, but instead growing closer to one another. Allow our time that we spend to one another in our homes to become a means of our homes becoming lively with deen, becoming lively with adhan and Quran, uh, become lively with dhikr and dua. Allow us to become, Ya Allah, closer to you and closer, uh, closer to one another, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to, to grant us the akhlaq to be able to check upon our, our elderly and our sick ones and the neighbors. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to whatever, di whatever difficult days are ahead of us, allow our leaders to be inspired to do the best. Oh Allah, the elections that are taking place, regional, national, international elections, wherever they may be taking place, we ask you, Ya Allah, allow such leaders and such politicians to take the reins of leadership that will have the best interest of humanity. Oh Allah, please, Ya Allah, save us from such leaders that, are, that will continue, Ya Allah, corruption, continue torture, continue leading, leading the tyranny across the globe. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, that you allow, allow our leaders to, br to bring justice to the earth, to bring justice to the world. Oh Allah, whatever sins uh, we have done collectively and individually to bring about your wrath, Ya Allah, we seek repentance in you from all of those things, Ya Allah. We ask you, Ya Allah, to grant us istiqamah and steadfastness, Ya Allah, to stay away from all the evil. Oh Allah, oh Allah, whatever khair and barakah Rasulullah asked you of, grant us the khair and barakah. Whatever, whatever refuge, evil, whatever evil the Prophet sought refuge in you from, grant us refuge from all of those things, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, whatever permissible desires and needs the listeners have. Oh Allah, we ask you to fulfill all the permissible desires and needs. Oh Allah, whatever permissible desires and needs they have, whatever worries they have, oh Allah, fulfill all the permissible desires and needs. Oh Allah, count our, list, our listenership today as this majlis. Oh Allah, those oh Allah, who've been listening from far and wide, oh Allah, make them all part of this majlis. Allow them all to have enjoyed the, the presence of angels in their homes. Oh Allah, as we as leave this gathering, allow us to also leave in a state that our sins have been forgiven and our sins have been placed with good deeds. Oh Allah, grant us all istiqamah and, what, and grant the speaker who is in need of it the most and all listeners as well to practice on the good that was shared today. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun alil mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen amin rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.